Boom, just like that, we're going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. Their goal, their mission, what they want to do, they want to make sure prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. What Generous United will do is team up with the pharmacist, the local member of your community that wants to make sure you're living a healthy life as well. They will team up with that pharmacist and make sure they give you a free, attentive online service that will allow you to save money on prescription drugs. One thing I love that they're doing within the community here in Atlantic Canada is they're helping out small companies that can't afford health care for their employees. It doesn't really matter what aspect of healthcare you're saving money on. If you can save money on one aspect of healthcare, you're able to afford other aspects of healthcare like dental. Maybe you want to get a massage, acupuncture. It doesn't really matter what it is. If you can save money on one aspect, you're good to go in another aspect. So head on over to their website, generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca and see if there's anything that they can be doing to help you, a loved one, family member, same thing. Uh, see if there's anything that they can be doing to help you today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Crypto Vantage. Cryptocurrency is everywhere, everywhere you go, water cooler talk at the office, dinner table, maybe you're just chatting with the fellas, having a couple beers. Cryptocurrency gets brought up everywhere you go. That's why High Button Sports and Crypto Vantage have teamed up to make sure you understand the language of cryptocurrency. I myself have dabbled in the crypto world, and I'm not going to lie, okay, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I've made some mistakes. I put money in, didn't really know what I was doing. It was hard to get a return. But with the help at Crypto Vantage, they will make sure you are up to date on everything when it comes to cryptocurrency. NFTs, what's that? Find out at CryptoVantage.com. One thing Crypto Vantage has done for us, they've given us our own link to their website. CryptoVantage.com slash high button. Head on over to that link. Fill out the white paper at the bottom of the sheet. They will send you a free information package that will allow you to know everything when it comes to cryptocurrency. Okay, one more time cryptovantage.com slash high button. Fill out the white paper at the bottom of the sheet and they will send you a free information package that will allow you to understand everything in the cryptocurrency world. And boom, just like that, we're back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. What a game by Zach Fucali last night. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, seven years ago, he was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, and he just had his first NHL start with the Washington Capitals last night, posting a shutout. Was Zach playing with the Halifax Mooseheads? The community around here was, uh, you, you could tell they were proud. Uh, if you're just on Twitter last night during the game, no one really wanted to say anything during the game. You don't want to jinx it if you're a hockey person. You know not to say, uh, oh, you might get a shutout. Might get a shutout. You don't want to jinx anything. But once the game was over, his team celebrated. There were some great uh, some great videos on Twitter that the Washington Capitals posted of him walking into the dressing room and then the team uh, showering him with water bottles. You could t- you could tell the team was proud, and it's great to uh, it's great to see that the team recognized that he was uh, that he was almost going for a shutout even in the third period. You could see the boys blocking shots, doing whatever they could to make sure no pucks got on net. So that was awesome to see. Uh, today on the High Button Podcast, we have myself, we have Jeff. We're going to talk about the Fukali game last night, everything else uh, within the company. It's going to be a good podcast. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. 
and boom, we're going Friday morning. Happy Friday morning, Jeff. Great Friday morning. Good to be here, man. It's been a while. Were you watching the game last night? The Oilers game? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the Oilers. I was actually going back and forth from the Washington game uh, to the Oilers game. McDavid was frustrated. Yeah. Very he, frustrated. He's had a bit of an interesting start to the season, I'd say. You know, he can still put up his points like he wants to, but the um, I wouldn't say there's been as many games where he's just totally been like the one guy on the ice like I'm, we're kind of used to seeing, especially in the North Division. So it's been interesting. Yeah. I know he played. I don't know. He's like, I remember I saw him yell, yelling at uh, who's the other line mate there, 13. Poop. Oh, Paul Yarvey. He was yelling at him on the bench. I know. I saw that too. I was like, oh, he had the iPad out and he was going, be here, be here, be here. And and, and Paul Yarvey was like, where, where, where? <laughs> Last week he did an interview in Finnish and he was saying it gets pretty intense on that bench when you're playing with Dry Silent McDavid. So I wasn't surprised to see that. I believe it. Yeah. Um, But the, the Fukali game. I found out, like, they the Washington Capitals tweeted it, I think at, like, noon, our time. And I didn't see it till 2 o'clock. I don't know what I was doing and how I missed it. Um, but I saw it. The day looked a lot better when you see uh, Fukali's making his NHL debut seven years after his wow. original draft day with uh, Montreal Canadiens. Good things come to those who wait. His post-game interviews were unbelievable. Uh, it was Bruce Boudreaux who was actually on the NBC uh, the NBC panel there, and they were. That's funny because Bruce was the old coach of Washington, and he was asking him, you know, it must feel good. This must be a proud moment for your family. This must be a a, a proud moment for your teammates as well. And he goes, yeah, it was great. It was great. You know, you come to times where you want to quit. You come to times where you don't want to really play hockey anymore. You bounce from the East Coast to the A. And then eventually get to the NHL, but then you get to the NHL and he's backup. He's not really playing. And he talked about not uh, not really being, I guess, motivated. You could see it in his voice. You could see it in his facial expression. And then to actually have that relief of playing the game and then to get a shutout on top of it, it's incredible. And you could just see his, uh, you, you could see almost the doubt in his eyes a little bit when he talked about almost giving up. It reminded me of like it. It reminded me of Batherson a little bit. How he's like, ah, I don't, I'm not really sure if I want to play. And then he just kept going. And then he's in the NHL. I mean, even the fact like that it's just the start, the start of itself, just one start that he could get under his belt. Like that's an like for a guy who's been around like the league and jumping, like you said, from A to E and all these leagues. Like the fact that he hadn't gotten a start to this point, like just one spot start. You know, like three years after he was drafted, they needed someone to come up. Like that opportunity never came to him, which is insane because like goalies obviously take a little longer to develop. But to wait, like, what did you say, seven years? It was like seven or six seven years. Seven hard years without even like, it was without even so much as like a shot or like, all right, you're playing for us tonight. Yeah. It's very inspiring. And you could see as soon as Zach walked into the dressing room after the win, all of his teammates grabbed water and they gave him a little water champagne shower just showing their appreciation to how proud they were of him it was unbelievable and you could also see in the third period how they were playing they played great defensive hockey all game but in the third period 
They were blocking shots. They were doing anything to make sure that there was no puck pucks on net. And it made for an exciting game. Like it's not really a huge like important game. It's a right. Thursday night in Detroit. Yeah. But they made they made like the game was actually so it was so Dude, much fun to watch. It was awesome, man. And like the personal connection, I think, to High Button and just Halifax in general and all these things made it very special. Like you posted a couple pictures of it and stuff, and like people were really showing love to it. Like I don't know, like you don't really know like seven years later like how much Fucali is still in the hearts of these hockey fans but once you posted that yesterday it was pretty clear I thought well I never I never played with him but I played with people that played with him like even when McKinnon came on the podcast like he said oh he's just a happy-go-lucky guy positive doesn't matter if you're on a two three game losing streak he was always the guy who walked into the dressing room with a smile on his face trying to pick everyone up um, I think Sawyer Hannay said that too about him there was a couple other like Trey Lewis said that about him Anyways, any other guys that we, we've talked to that have been mm. teammates with them, nothing but great things to say about that guy. And attitudes like that can take you places in the world. Like, you, you can be a great goalie with a shitty attitude and walk into a dressing room and not have the respect of your teammates. But for Zach, just to always have that happy-go-lucky uh, happy attitude, you can't tell me that that didn't have something to do with getting his opportunity in the NHL yesterday. It's just a matter of time before people notice your work ethic, your attitude, your positive energy. After he's getting a no, 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 you're not ready for the NHL, you're not ready for the NHL, you're not ready for this, you're not ready for that. And for him just to block that out, say, nah, you know what, I'm going to keep going because good things are eventually going to happen. And then they do. You can't tell me that that, that that doesn't have something to do with it, with that happy-go-lucky energy. He's probably so happy right now. Like, like he, if he just probably believed in himself. He's like, man, my opportunity will come. And now that the first game is under the belt, then it's kind of like the floodgates will get open. But I do want to mention a nice thing about Zach, too, I remember, is when we had Ian in here a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about when he did, like, his thousandth game or whatever, and a couple of the guys gave him props for that. Uh, a couple of the former moose and like of the big of the big dogs he named zach like from like that team is one of the guys who came back and like or sent the video message in i don't know exactly but he sent a message to him like he was one of the guys from that 2013 team so it kind of just shows you know he still has halifax clearly in his heart and like the guy just seems like a good guy and it's just good yeah. things come to those who wait i'll tell That's you a, a funny guy. i'll tell you a, a cool story about the the company so back when I moved here from Vancouver. I had to get a job. I was living at my parents' place, and I was working at like a Lay's factory up in Bears Lake. And it got to—I only last—I worked there for like two weeks, and I ended up quitting. Didn't tell my parents. So what I would do, like the shift started, I remember at six a.m. So I would get up, and like my parents would still be asleep, right? So I'd get up and. They'd think I'd be going to the Lay's factory, but actually I'd be going to Starbucks downtown on Spring Garden Road, and my <laughs> no. and I would just be DMing everyone like. I like I don't I'm not gonna name names, but like I'd name I DM all the big dogs, like just everyone, come on the podcast, please come on the podcast. Hey, I'm Justin, I'm starting this podcast, like please come on the podcast. like everyone and Fukali was one of them. This was maybe this was four years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't know. And Zach was one of the first ones to respond to me. No idea who I was, what high button sports no. was, just not not a sweet living clue of anything. And I remember sitting there I remember because I like the Starbucks was getting too packed, so I left and went to the library down the street, the new library. So I'm sitting there, and I'm literally just looking at Instagram for like two hours, just waiting to see if people have read oh. my message or like DM me back. Just refreshing, just oh, refreshing, just refreshing. And, and it was like a Friday, and it was raining. And the last thing you want to do is go home because like 
Damn. If you're home and then it's just like, all right, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? What's going on? You don't want to go home. So you're just literally like, you feel like you're homeless a bit because you just don't want to go home. You want to like, yeah. so I remember just sitting there like having a bad day, Friday, piss porn rate, yeah. cold, Halifax, trying to start this podcast. And Zach was uh, one of the first big dogs to message me back. And I, 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 I should say, man, I might actually still have the message in my... I was actually, he messaged me, I, I, I like, in our Instagram, I said, boy Fukali, mm. and he replied uh, to our DM. That got you through the weekend, eh? For that week. I'm trying to see that if it DM. goes that far back. I completely forgot about this. 15th of 20th, no, it only goes back to 2018. Yeah? You've DM'd him since then? Yeah, we've we've had a bunch of dialogue together. Um uh, how long? No longer than an hour. Yeah. Nah, there's no, there's no message. Yeah, the message is gone. The first one was it even on the high button account? Do you think? Or yeah, was it, on, I, it might have been on like your per. Like, I don't know. I don't know what account it might have been on. I, I th- no, I'm pretty sure because I wouldn't have messaged him on my on your personal, personal account. Right. I don't think so. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wow. Okay. No, you, you called it. Really? It is on my personal Let's account. Go. Okay. So here's what I said. Wow. Okay. So it was uh, it was May first, two thousand eighteen. Wait. So set the scene. So you're literally sitting in a Starbucks and you messaged. No, I was, him. It. I was sitting in the. Lo- oh yeah, I was sitting in the Starbucks when I messaged him. And you messaged him on a on your personal, just regular Justin Belanger yeah, Instagram. Seven twenty three a.m. So yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting in the Starbucks, messaging everyone. Just hey, because like the Mooseheads were the closest thing. I had to like knowing big dogs, so mm. I messaged like Darcy Ashley, like uh, uh, Stephen Fournier. Yeah, I get it. Like I even McKinnon it. back then, like yeah. just everyone. So I said, "Hey Zach, my name is Justin Belanger. I grew up in Halifax. I played for the Mooseheads for a bit before you got there. I do a podcast here in Halifax, and your name came up in conversation yesterday. And I just made that up. Like his name didn't come up. Like I'm just trying <laughs> to. I'm just like obviously I want. <laughs> so then I go. I've heard you're a big talker and could possibly be interested in joining the show. And I made that up too. Like, how would I know if he's possibly interested yeah. in joining did the show? Did you know he was a big talker? Were you I just did, trying to I did say, know he like, was a big talker. Like, I knew yeah. he was a, a talkative guy. Um, so then I said, I think, we sh- I think we could have a great conversation about your career up to this point. Let me know if you'd be interested. Thanks. And then four hours later, he just goes, sure, I'm interested. And, wow. I, remember, and I remember that message. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was like, you're on top of the world. Wow. You're on top of the world. Dude, that message probably like probably got you through that weekend. It did. You were probably thinking yeah. Friday afternoon, it, it, like, like everyone else is like doing their thing, like getting ready to gear up for the weekend and you had just spent a week sitting at Starbucks. That probably got you through, man. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. May. F- yeah. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> I remember that day. And then, did you see the video of him walking into the dressing room after? No, I saw the interview, like, that you were talking about afterwards, but I, I didn't catch him going in. So, what? So, so yeah, he just walked in. Um, everyone, like, gave him a little champagne water shower, just water bottle. He's like, golly, Zach. Yeah. Zach. There's water everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then he got uh, the game MVP. You know how teams do. Uh, oh, yeah, the hard, yeah, the, the hard hat. The hard, exactly. Yeah. So, he got, like, a, a shield. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks, boys. And uh, I didn't even hear what he said, to be honest. Everyone was still screaming while he was talking. But I, the post-game interview, back when he was out of his gear, like he was in his suit and tie getting right. ready to get on the plane or whatever to go wherever they're playing next, I love his answer about, um, 
you know, it's great. At the end of the day, it's just a win. Now it's about getting the second win. Like he he took the moment. He loved it for a minute. Probably got to enjoy it with his family. And I love how he was right back to business. He's like, yeah, it's great. I'm very happy. I'm fortunate to have my first win. Fortunate to have my first game in the NHL. I don't even think he mentioned the shutout. He was just, I'm happy to be here. And then he was right back to business. And I love that. You don't get to a, a position like his without getting right back to business. Because in his nature, in his business, there's highs with the wins. Mm. There's lows with the losses. There's there's even lower Dude. lows with getting sent down to the Lo- East Coast. Yeah, losses. He's yeah, that's what I like. That's the major loss, man. The getting sent down and down and down like but like like that was to my point, man. Like like you what you said, now that he's got the first game, first win, first shutout under his belt, he's just looking forward. He's like, "All right, I got my first game done. Time to get like my first half season done. Time to get yeah. my first season of backing up done. Yeah. Time to get my first starting season." So, it's um it's pretty odd. I mean, it's and it was a surprise like you said. I don't think anyone really yeah. I didn't really know exactly what the situation was with him, but um I know that their their other goalie just had like I don't even know what it was. It was like a day off, it said in the fantasy apps. It just says like uh the Van Check or whoever is starting there now. Just said day off. Said Fukali's spot like spotting in for him. So I don't know what's going on there, but it uh, it fell into p- place for him. And I like how you mentioned uh, on social media. We posted a lot of pictures mm-hmm. of him and videos of him during that actual uh, during the call up, and the amount of likes and shares and comments and support that went towards Zach was tremendous because his time in Halifax, he's up there with like the, uh, he's up there with the Conrad Albelshizers of people that put their time and effort back into the community. Yeah. He was up there with, uh, w- yeah, with, w- cause I remember Conrad was really big into going to the hospitals and, and mm-hmm. going to the elementary schools and talking to the fans. I remember, um, being a healthy scratch with the Mooseheads. Same with Conrad was on a healthy scratch. He was hurt. And he, uh, actually went down to the common area where, like the people are wow. and just, you know, he, he had to talk to like a hundred people at once. And he just, I, I, I remember I, I was with him. I was like, look, Conrad, man, no, no one's talking to me. I'm going back <laughs> up to the press. Well, I was with him for like five minutes and I'm like, look, no one's talking to me. I'm just going to go back up to the press box. And he stayed down there. It was like in the middle of the second period. He didn't come back up until he didn't come back up until like the beginning of the third. Really? Like he just stayed down there and wow. talked to everyone, signed every jersey. And I'm pretty sure Zach had that same influence on Halifax as well. I remember when they uh when he came when he got back from the World Juniors, he was traded to Quebec, I believe. But the first game um back from the World Juniors, he had to come to Halifax to grab grab like his stuff from his billets mm. house or whatever and he got uh, a standing ovation for that first music. He didn't go to Quebec yet. He was still in Halifax. So he wasn't on the team, but he like went to the game. Well, he yeah, because like right from the World Juniors, he couldn't fly right to Quebec. Right. He had to fly to Halifax, get his clothes, and I guess the day he flew to Halifax, that was the day that they had a game against I don't know God knows who. And I was at that game, and I remember him walking out, and it was Ian, Rob, like, Ian. Oh yeah, and he you know Zach Fukali, welcome back. And it was sold out barn. And I don't know if I've, other than like, you know, there's been some big goals, but I don't know if I've heard a bigger um, round of applause in the Metro Center. Uh, maybe McKinnon uh, Mem Cup. That might have been a bit bigger. But other than that. It came from a different place. It came from a different place, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But other than that standing ovation, I don't think I've seen another bigger standing ovation than Zach Fucali walking to center ice right after winning a gold medal at the world juniors. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The reception that he got 
walking into the to, uh, onto the carpet. I think he dropped the puck. Yeah, he dropped the puck for the opening game. It Dude, was unbelievable. He's like he really is a le- like a legend among the Mooseheads. Like I just want to say like it kind of yesterday it made me it made me realize like we past few days like we didn't really we hadn't been seeing each other because it was a remembrance day all this stuff so i was kind of just i always obviously keep up with the social media but like what you did you posted instantly he's starting you posted we're gonna get into it but the other three guys who are friends of the show who kind of have a connection around here uh in the nhl they were playing and it kind of made me realize in that moment i was like part of what makes like high button like what i like so much about it is that like it does bring out these emotions and these memories for these halifax these haligonians as you'd say like where a lot of these people who were sharing and liking that picture got over like 50 likes like almost instantly like this picture of him starting a lot of these people don't really think about zach Bucali. they haven't thought about him they have memories of him but then what like high button's job is is to show like oh he's starting tonight and then all these people who have these great memories of him at the memorial cup or him playing in halifax they like comes back to them and all the locals like you know get back into it so i think that's uh that's kind of like a nice part of like just like posting and like what you do right is just you're reminding people like Zach Fucali, this guy was a Mooseheads legend. You may have forgotten about him in the seven years, but now you're seeing he's getting his first start, and now he's got all these all the support from Halifax tonight, and all these people liking it and sharing it and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, for him to uh, he really was a legend. I mean, in my mind, three Mooseheads that should be retired in the rafters are Drewin, McKinnon, and Fucali from those two years or so, or however long they all played together there. So, like you said. He's gonna he's gonna get the big the big ovations anytime he comes back here. I think next time it happens or whatever. Every yeah. time he comes back, we always try to. We've done two podcasts with him, and they've both been while he's been in Quebec or Europe or something like that. Because here's my theory on it: every time he comes back to Halifax, he has it's he can't relax here because mm. he has to visit people because mm-hmm. he's touched so many people's lives here. He, you know, he has billets, he has fans, he has friends, he has old teammates, he has coaches, management. He's affected so many people in this part of the world, which we call Halifax. Every time he comes here, he, he has an obligation to go see these people and thank yeah. them because he feels so, uh, he feels grateful for this city, for what the city did to him, what, or did for him, excuse me. You know, they gave him one of the best organizations to play at in the CHL. He arguably played on the best junior hockey team of all time, arguably top mm-hmm. five, yeah. maybe. I'm not my junior history isn't up no, to date, no, but it's up there. I think everyone. Can I'm, agree I'm sure, that. like, there's yeah. some London Knight teams, yeah, and like, yeah, the, like Laval sure. and Lemieux couple played. Couple in the WHL, there's, you know. There's, but a, there's a couple all-time great junior teams, but you could arguably say top five, top top, seven. top five, top seven, yeah. all be- best junior teams of all time. And Fukali was the starting goalie for all of that for that whole run oh, yeah. for those two years. Well, he was here for three years, maybe four years, but yeah. the the years McKinnon and Andrew were here were those two years, and those were un- those were unbelievable hockey games to watch. And he, you you could watch Drew and you could watch McKinnon. I had season tickets the year they won uh, the Mem Cup, and you could watch McKinnon, you could watch Drew and, and and be amazed. But you were also amazed every now and then on the defensive end with some of the saves that Fukali was making. It, it you know unbelievable and to be rewarded by draft being drafted by Montreal, craziness. Hey man, you don't you don't miss uh, you don't make the World Juniors without having a couple of crazy games. So yeah, we can give him his props. It was awesome to see him uh, do what he did. I mean, and we'll just see, we'll just keep seeing how he did. So he has been on the show, right? He's been on the show twice well, in remember, person. No, never in person. Never in both person. over the phone. I remember one time right. one the, he I remember the first time he came on. 
we had technical difficulties and no. it ruined that ruined my no. month. Oh, it was no. back. Oh, it was technical difficulties. Like there was like a glitch in the audio as well as, Oh my God. Is that I, what, I don't even want to talk about is it. Is that when you quit doing the online ones or it, it, it honestly, it had something to do with it. Yeah. I, I, I just remember being like, I remember like I, he called in and I put him on speaker and no. I was like this, but like the microphone wasn't picking it up as, as well yeah. as I thought it would. And you could barely hear him. There was like crackle in the audio it just that's just that's uh, how it goes though man you're yeah you know, and then the, and then the second time he agreed to it but there was something that kind of got messed up in the scheduling so he had to do it in the middle of a grocery store no. while he was like on a road trip somewhere or something like that so he did it in the grocery store and like in the background you could hear like spill on aisle four pickles sandy no. please get there <laughs> and i'm like where are you he goes he goes we're on the road and i'm in a grocery store <laughs> one of these days one of these days he'll either he'll either be in studio or we'll go to him and you'll get him on for a legit show and you can yeah. run through it because that's too, that's too funny oh <laughs> we talk we talk about him being a legend for like 20 minutes and then we hear but that's what i mean <laughs> like the guy will take imagine being like on the road in the middle of wherever and you got to go into a grocery I, store and do a podcast for an hour with some bum that lives in halifax like he did that like he just he did that for me and that's li- little things like that that allow uh, allow you to be a legend if you're out there you want to be a legend you gotta you gotta you have to do things for the for the everyday folk yeah and uh, zach has proved himself time and time and time again um, yeah. that, that he cares and he cares about the people that have supported him all these years in Halifax and to every team that he's gone to for sure. Any other, uh, any other thoughts on Zach there before we kind of move on? We'll keep an eye on him. Hopefully have him on at some point and you know, yeah, no, just Zach, keep That's... doing what you're doing, buddy. I appreciate everything that you've done for this podcast. And I know that, uh, the hockey community community, excuse me, appreciates everything that you're doing for it. That's the rule of thumb. You're good to hockey. Hockey's going to be good to you. Zach has been good to the game of hockey for yeah. years and the game of hockey just uh, finally you know they just rewarded finally him a little bit so, so so congrats zach and we wish you all the best here speaking about uh friends of the show and uh people making the show i guess um a couple other guys well, i mean there was another big call up friend of the show i remember driving back this summer i listened to the podcast you did with this uh with this gentleman so yeah. big deal here i mean i know ottawa also got hit with some covid problems but earlier this week igor sokolov yep the Russian sensation. Yes. The guy pulls up, has to duck. He's so big coming into this basement. <laughs> Biggest smile on his face, barely knows English. But yet, another guy who takes time out of his day to to, to support this podcast and this company. Um, first time I ever met uh, Igor, probably two years ago. Well, same thing. We've done, we've done two podcasts with him, both in studio. Um, and, and both times... Willing to open up, I guess, you know, willing to, uh, struggle with his English, even though his English is fine, but he knew, I remember the, after we did the first podcast, he put the headphones down, moved the mic away and he goes, Oh, Holy really? so I've never spoke that much English in my life wow. because it was an hour straight of just pure English. Cause when he speaks, it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just it's consistent. Uh, it's just little conversation. Like yeah. it's, it's just little conversations, but yeah. for a pure hour of, yeah. of English, I, and I, uh, and I felt bad. I was like, "Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I thought you knew this was an hour. I'm, I'm sorry." Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, no, no. It, it was good. I like it. it I, I like to practice. It's good. It's good." And he was, he was happy. You know, I, there I thought for a second he was all pissed at me. No, oh, he's happy. No. He's pumped. <laughs> and then I mean, so that was the first time. And then he came. So when would that have been? A couple oh, years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, 2019, maybe summer of 2019. Okay. 
So then he comes back summer of 2021, last summer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Maybe it was 2020. Okay. So, and then his second time was 2021. Right. So he comes back, and I remember listening, like I said, and he, um, I think you kind of knew, and I think the writing was on the wall that he was actually, like, making big strides in his game. And, like, well, this could be the year where he might get some looks and start to improve. That was the vibe I was getting from the podcast. So I don't know how long did it take, like, 13 games into the year? What do you mean? Like, you guys were talking about, like, how he actually might get called, like, how he made strides in his game, and he might get, like, this might be the year he sees oh, some NHL yeah. action. Well, I and heard, now... yeah, I heard all of that information from other guys who were skating with him, who were skating with him in the summer. Okay. So, like, there'd be guys that would be skating with him in the summer, they'd come over, and they didn't even really talk about it on the podcast, like, the, 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 it was after. And um, I think like Liam O'Brien said it like that. Igor guy's good. Like he'll be there. And like Batherson said it about him. Shaw said it about him. His two teammates, which by the way was an amazing picture. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple other guys. They were saying that he was uh, impossible to get the puck off of in the corner during these summer skates in Halifax. And good skill to have. And I remember, like I said, when he first walked into the the podcast studio. Uh, are you good? Uh, two years ago, the guy barely fit through the door. Like he's just not like fat, but like just yeah. just muscle, so tall. He's built like a fridge. Like he could, and he shakes your hand. He squeeze, like he's you know, he's like he squeezes your hand. Like he's a he's a Russian bear. Like he's just huge. Yeah. And um, and I just I didn't really see the guy play much hockey. Like I'm not watching. He played for Cape Breton, so it's Belleville. Belleville. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's not much broadcast there. But I remember. Uh, what, what did I see? But World Juniors is probably where I got the first look at him. But that was back 2018 or 19, World Juniors. Um, and then I remember him saying that he was working with uh, Jill Plandowski on his skating mm. and uh, trying to get quicker, trying to get smoother. And uh, you could definitely see that paying off uh, the other day in the NHL. He looked great. He's a huge body, but he gets up up and down the ice pretty pretty well if you ask me he's uh he's not the quickest guy out there but my god once he gets the puck you couldn't get it off him in the corners and that's really good in the nhl i think for the first game that's one thing anytime anyone that's been in the nhl and i've talked to what's it like in the nhl what's it like in the nhl a lot of these guys talk about puck possession Mm. and not giving up the puck because if you give up the puck what are, I don't have to explain to you or anyone listening. You don't want to give up the puck. And I remember watching in his first NHL game there the other day. He uh, he was very strong on the puck in the corners, and uh, and he held his own for sure. That's that's good to know. like. I don't. It doesn't surprise me you say that because like that's probably the most immediate thing when you go from like say you're playing in the Q or like even the AHL. Uh, and like you're able to kind of like a lot of these guys dangle around, like they're able to just hold on to the puck, you know, they put on these crazy highlight reel shifts. And then, like you said, the first thing every NHLer says is they head to the NHL and then they say, puck possession. Like I have before, I might have had two seconds to make a play with the puck. Now I've got like 0.5 seconds. So if he can, like, if you're saying his biggest attribute is like, like hard to rip the puck off of, good in the corners, big defenseman. Then um, and a great attitude as well, I think, because like even you, if anyone who listened to that podcast, you could hear how great his attitude was towards just hockey and being in Canada in general. Then um, I think he's got what it takes, man. Like, well, I think you just said the key right? word there, attitude. You talk about a guy who comes over from Russia, doesn't know a lick of English. Thank God Batherson took him under his wing in Cape Breton and taught him a little English. Yeah, was patient with him, from what I hear, from what uh, from what uh, Igor told me. Um, doesn't get drafted. Looked over the draft twice, I believe. Stays patient. What do we say? What's the theme of this podcast? Good things come to those who wait. Igor waited. 
He took his time. He worked hard. He didn't give up. I think he had to sacrifice almost two years of not going back to Russia, not because he didn't want to, but COVID. Imagine not being able to see your family for two years and you're stuck in a foreign land. But once again, just, just like what we talk about with Zach, this part of the world is special for that reason. I, I know Igor talks very highly about his um, his billet family in Cape Breton and how they literally became a second family to him. You talk about people from this part of the world, and it's not a joke. It's, it's, it, people do joke about it. Oh, you know, it's you know, you you talk to someone for five minutes, you'll end up knowing one of their buddies. It's just I mean, yeah. it's just a matter of time. But it's it's it, we joke, we laugh, and it's it is funny, but it's it's one of the most truest statements out there. If you come to this part of the world and you're from another place, you will feel like family within a couple of hours if you run into the right people. Obviously, there's some dicks. There's dicks everywhere in the world. But for the majority of the, the people here in this part of the world, they will take you under their wing. They will they will teach you our way of life, and they will want to make you successful. Every now and then, I think about taking this company to Toronto, but then I think about you know, if you're in Toronto, you're in a big city and then I become a small company. I'm in Halifax where it's not a huge market and I'm a medium sized company. We are a medium sized company, excuse me. <laughs> and the people here want to see us succeed. It's the same thing with Fukali. It's the same thing with Igor. It's the same thing with anyone trying to do something great with their life. People want to see other people succeed. There isn't really a jealousy factor. If you're a nice person, you show hard, good work ethic, and you care about uh, the scenario you're in, other people will want to see you succeed. And that's a great example for Igor coming here, being uh, uh, coming in, like you just said, with a positive attitude, working hard, not giving up, and look at the support that he's seen uh, from this part of the world. And it's translated into hopefully a long NHL career. you got to remember, he's only 22, 23. He's young. He could still have oh, yeah. a long, long NHL career. He's very young. And from what I saw the other day, he held his own in that NHL game. And like I said, from what we've seen over his car- short career so far, he's very good at like actually making adaptions that'll improve like the like with the eye test and his play. You know, like some players they, they reach a certain level and they're not really able to put things together that make them like a full time NHLer or do these things. It seems like He's a great listener, great attitude, picks up on things well, has a big body. So those are things that um, kind of like you want, you see in players that stay in the NHL, right? So it's um, it's pretty interesting. That's interesting you mentioned the idea of moving the company, though, or, uh, or kind of like the support, the local support. I do, uh, I do definitely feel that, too. Like it's... Um, it's definitely a game a game changer being somewhere here like uh yeah lots of support on the on a daily basis in the uh in the ranks on the social media so it's quite nice um well yeah like the toronto thing it's uh, halifax is such a great market it's such a cool market it's a growing market if you look at the past year i don't know about you but i know for me how many people do you know that have moved from toronto look well you're an example you are the guy so many people have moved back from Toronto to Halifax just to start up something new. And I don't know if that trend is going to continue. I hope it does. But this market is so cool. You look at the Thunderbirds. Uh, you, you, you look at the Halifax Wanderers. You look at the Mooseheads. Well, they've always been a monster here. But you look at certain things around this part of the world that are just unbelievable. And uh, it's a cool market. I honestly, I think that's a great word. It's a very cool market. You it's love a, Halifax, don't you? I love Halifax. Yeah. yeah. Is, I feel like I feel like place you made. Look close. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I didn't want to say it, but like I feel like you definitely have a close relationship with it, just the city in general, just based on like the connections and that like, you've made and like all this stuff you've done. So 
it's uh I always hear you talk about it like Halifax and the community and everything and like there's a real passion there so it's nice and it's just nice to see people appreciate it like like we do right these players well 100% I think a good part of or excuse me a good reason why it succeeds is um well I shouldn't say that it's it's a it's it's a it 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 allows you to succeed if you're good to it if that makes sense. You know how I said, like, you know, if you're good to hockey, hockey will be good to you. It's the same thing with Halifax. If you're good to Halifax, Halifax will be good to you. And that has to go with the people. Word gets around really quickly here in Halifax. It's a small community. People talk. If if if, if you have a if you have maybe a, a bad name or a bad brand or, or something happened to you where, you, you know, you, you I don't know. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah, it's, for if, sure. If you do someone dirty, you don't have a good reputation, word gets around here quickly. But if you have uh, the intentions to do well, to help others, to uh, to live to live a happy life and succeed, um, the city will, will will take that into consideration and, and give it back to you. At least that's what I've noticed. If, oh, if if for you sure. go into things with a positive attitude, the the city will give you a positive attitude back. And that's just in life in general. I'm not saying that's just Halifax. That's just life in general. But I, I think it's very true here in this part of the world, for it, sure. It is just ba- it's just when you think on based on what Halifax is, it's a small community, but it's also we're the biggest city east of Quebec City. So there's a lot of people like uh, in one area. Uh, so it is a big city. It's not close to a lot of other cities. There's um, there's kind of like uh, I mean, if you're born here and you grow up here, you understand it. But like you said, it kind of like if if you come here from elsewhere and you, and you get the Halifax vibe and you figure it out, then um, then you can really succeed here. Like like these guys were talking about. Fukali wasn't from here. Uh, Igor wasn't from here. But this is where they. They liked and they called home, and I think a lot of these Ontario people just like wider than the sports spectrum. They're gonna realize, and they think they do realize pretty quick. Like when they come here, it's a lot different here than it is Toronto or any of those thousands of suburban areas out there in Ontario. So it's uh, it's it's cool to see. Well, you look at all the people that come here for school: Dow, SMU, NSCC, King's College. The list goes on of how many schools are here where people from Ontario come, or not just Ontario, any other part of the world that come here and end up staying here. You know, they they have families here, they have kids here, they they buy a home here, and the next thing you know, they're here for life. There's something about it that has a magnet ability to you that just oh. makes you want to stay here. It's it, I, it, it's unbelievable. I believe it, man. When I left here. At the end of uh, univer- or at the end of grade twelve, I was born here and lived here my whole life. I was ready to go. I was like, I need to like try. I need to get out here. Like, I want to go to like Toronto, the big city. Blah blah blah. Like, like I don't know if I'll ever be back in Halifax. Like, I thought like I thought that for years and years. And then uh, I go to Toronto, do finish school, and then come back here because of COVID. And then it took me about like. I don't know, maybe a couple months to really like set once I settled in, I was like, I was like, man, like now that I'm a, an adult, especially like you see like the great parts of Halifax and like the things that make you want to stay. And then I found high button and I was like, and I saw the opportunity. I was like, like if I could, if we could make something work, like I want to be here. But just to your point, like I literally left here in high school with no intentions of coming back, did four years in Toronto and now, like, I'm back here with no intentions of leaving, or at least any anytime, yeah. anytime soon, right? So it's, uh, I believe it, man. I love those summer skates that those guys do in the NHL, and they're here, and they bring other people from all over the world to come here. I don't know where Taylor Hall is from, but he's here all the time. Uh, Jack Jack Eichel was here this summer. You have Tavares that comes. I think Jack Hughes was here for a bit two summers ago. They all come here. You know what? And yeah, obviously, of course, because Sid and Nate and Marshawn and all those big dogs are here, of course. But I think it also has something to do 
All good. Yeah, I think, but I also think it has something to do with the the environment that they're put into. There isn't a lot of people. If you if you have a, a skate like that in Toronto, the rink is packed. Oh yeah, there's cameras everywhere. There's people hounding you for autographs. There's there's chaos. But you do that skate here, yeah. There's still going to be a camera. There's still going to be an autograph session. There's still going to be, but at a capacity, not a, at a capacity, but at a, at a level where there's respect. People here respect mm-hmm. figures that are put on a pedestal. You know, you look at the big three: Sid, Nate, Marshawn. You look at these big dogs. Why do they come back here in the summer? Yeah, okay, sure, they grew up here. Yeah, sure, they have family, friends here, everything, of course. But they understand that the community isn't going to hound them. The community is going to respect them. The community is going to allow them to live a life that's, uh, you know, not hounded by reporters. And and and, and you got to do this. You have to do that. They they understand that when they come back here, there's a sense of normalcy. There's a sense of uh, community. And then and then there's good people here that won't uh, that that won't pressure them into doing uh, things that they don't want to do. If you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, and it showed up to, to your point pretty quickly. Remember when the uh, the Maple Leafs had their camp here in Bedford? Yeah. They had it at the BMO Center 2015-16. They still got the big sign up for it. But um, you think that doesn't happen without these Halif- these guys coming back to Halifax and bringing all their NHL star buddies? Yeah. Not a chance that happens without that. So they bring their, like, because the year before, I remember, it was like, oh, skating on BMO Pad C. And then you're just like, what? Like, this is weird. And then a year later, it's like, the Maple Leafs are bringing a full camp here with Matthews, all these guys. Um, that was so, the year before. I don't think Matthews was at that camp. It was no, Marner. He, it was 2015. Oh, maybe it was the year before he got drafted. It was 2015, 16. Yeah. But so they they been. they did go to Newfoundland. Training camp was yeah, in Newfoundland. Like, like same same energy. Like you don't think that stuff like that stuff doesn't happen unless there's eyeballs on Halifax in the hockey world. Yeah, and that they, that's because of those guys. So it's great to see. Um, moving forward, I mean, yesterday was the was the holiday. We got to Remembrance give, Day. Give the yep. You know, there's a lot of people out there that sat. Not people out there. There's a lot of there. There was a lot of people that sacrificed um that sacrificed their lives in order for you and I to sit in this basement and talk into microphones while cameras videotape us and and have a, a you know a, a freedom of speech it's to be able to walk down the street wear whatever you want can't be naked you got to wear clothes but there, there, there there's a freedom here within uh, canada that wouldn't be if uh, if it wasn't for a lot of um vets that sacrificed their lives and i know there's a lot of talk right now about oh the canada is not a free country you have to be vaccinated you have to do all this shit like fuck you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into it right now but um you know <laughs> this is an amazing country that we live in an incredible country that we live in and sometimes i think we take it for granted. We all, I take it for granted every now and then. I won't lie. It's you, you look at the news and you look at some of the problems that are going on in the other world. I try not to pay attention to it, um, but you see some of the problems that other people are having, and it, it, it doesn't even come close to some of the issues that we have to deal with here in Canada. For the majority of the part, for the for the most part, um, I can. I'll, the only thing I can do is speak for myself. I wake up with a smile on my face, uh, knowing that I get to work for a company that I started and in is thriving in a country that I can call home. Um, I don't have to deal with politics to an extent. As you get older, I think politics start to creep into your life. Unfortunately, I don't really believe politics. I think is a broken system. I don't think it'll ever really work, but it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Um, and I just, I, yeah, this, I'm getting, I'm getting away from the, from the people that sacrificed their lives here, but wearing the poppies is, is, is crucial. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, if you don't believe in uh, Remembrance Day, 
it's hard to it's hard to talk about this. Well, you gave your piece. Yeah, like you you gave what you believe. You can't you know it is what it, that's all you can do and what you uh, and what you appreciate. Just wear a poppy. I mean, there's people there's there's people out there that still are alive that were in World War Two that uh, maybe World War One Two that are still living. Um, if you see a vet and you see uh, if you see someone. Um, Oh, I guess it's too late now. They're not selling poppies. But if you see someone next year trying to sell you a poppy, think of all the people that sacrificed their lives in order for you just to be in that store walking around freely. Don't be afraid to chuck them a toonie to grab a poppy, chuck it on, represent your country, and show that you appreciate the past. I saw a cool quote the other day. Is that you can't have a bright future unless you recognized your past. And I think that might be a little bit of an issue that we're having. Our future isn't uh, for sure cement. Nobody really knows what the future looks like with the pandemic and everything like that. But I do know that understanding our past and understanding the sacrifices that people made back in the day in order for us to be here um, definitely helps me in my state of mind. Yeah, for sure. You know, you got to wear a mask inside everywhere you go. You have to you have to do certain things maybe you don't want to do right now. You have to, um, you know, maybe maybe you can't travel the places you want to do. You can't do certain business aspects you don't want to do right now. But you have to understand that none of that would be possible if you don't look to the, the, the past and, and know that people sacrificed in order for us to just be able to have an opportunity to just strive in business here, just to have an opportunity to, to have an economy that's uh, that's running somewhat well. It just you have to look at the past and go, okay, they sacrificed. I can sacrifice a little bit of my time and effort to 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 suck it up and not bring negative energy into the world. That's yeah. all I'll say about that. Well said. You know what I, I mean? went I went down to the cemetery yesterday for the uh, for the eleven o'clock. It was there was a lot of support. Kind of reminded me when I was a kid. There was a lot of people there. It was a lot of a lot of support there in Bedford. So was it there? Nice to see. Yeah, that's great to well, see. We went. We walked down. Me and my dad and. It actually did remind me, like a lot of the things I find now, there's just less people at, which is which is understandable because of the pandemic. But that really wasn't like, look like it looked like what I remembered. So it was yeah. nice to see a lot of people go out for that. So yeah, we went down to the Dingle and it was nice. Oh, yeah. People down there. I don't know. If, I don't think there was a ceremony. There was just a lot of people wearing poppies. The Jones moment of silence was like it was eleven o'clock when we were down there, and there was people that just uh, stopped and just it's cool. Yeah. How much time are we at right now? Uh, 41 minutes. We're at 41 minutes right 41. now. 41. So I think the last thing, just maybe a little company update, how the week's uh, the week's been. A little company so update? Yeah, you can finish them off with a little company update. Uh, company update. We've got a new live streaming contract. I think we already said that, Bayview High School. Yeah. Very excited about that. We love getting into the uh, the high school world. I played high school hockey. Some of Did the best. You? Some of the best memories I've ever had. For that, but you weren't good enough for high school hockey. <laughs> no, but my best friend was the captain of CPA, so I kind of know the scene. Holy so you played it. Yeah, the high school hockey is unbelievable. It's it, it's good because you get to play in front of your uh, classmates and friends. Oh, you know, yeah. if, like, more girls I find show up to high school hockey, which is great. I did one game for them last weekend, man. I saw tons, of, tons of girls in yeah, there. <laughs> you can't tell me that those guys yeah. aren't playing a lot. Hard. I know I. You know, shamelessly enough, like when, you know, there's a girl in the stands that you like, you play a little bit harder. You, know, you <laughs> yeah. throw the body around a bit more. You you, you, you do Dude. things maybe that you wouldn't do before Man. if they weren't in the stands. It's, isn't that funny how that works? I just want to say real quick, last night I was playing like just my, two. just my intramural hockey there. And my dad, he's like considering coming up and playing. Like I play with some older guys. So my dad wanted to come up just like to the LeBron Center. It's just close to us. He takes like he comes up just to watch for like ten minutes just to see he wanted to see like how the pace of play if he could keep up right because I don't know he asked me but I'm like I don't know but for those ten minutes that I knew he was in the corner man I like I don't think I tried that hard in hockey in like three years 
Okay, and it doesn't even doesn't matter at all. Like, has no bearing. But just when you know someone's watching, like, because I used to when I was a kid, I just always try to get like you always want to play the best in front of your parents. You want them to be proud. You want them to in the car afterwards to say how good your goal was or something. But it was so funny. Like, I could care less about like how many goal how many goals or how many like whatever we scored during these things. But for that ten minutes, my dad was there. I that's the hardest I tried in years. Anyway, going back, so the high school hockey, it is awesome to be in there. I did the first game the other week. What rink is it in again? St. Margaret's Bay. Yeah. Anyone who played hockey around Halifax, you probably know it's just out in Tantalon there past HP. If you play well there, you go to Dairy Queen after the game. Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. dude, that was like the the dynamic duo, the Dairy Queen and the St. Margaret's Bay. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's nice. Had a little had a little mishap. What happened? Oh, the wires. The wire, just the wire. I mean, you know, in this in this biz, dude, we it was kind of like we had that Friday afternoon last week. We were buzzing. We had Mickey coming on Monday. We had a bunch of live streams lined up. We were like, all right, let's just make sure these ones go smooth. And to be fair, major like majority of the time they do, and they end up working well. We're doing this game. We set up. The internet's great. And halfway through the second period, I just feel like a feel like a like a tug because I'm doing the camera and I'm doing the commentary and I just feel like a tug and instantly like my head whips around and the entire ethernet which so the internet port where I'm running out of it's just like ripped out of the wall and there's just this high school kid with his backwards hat on his flow hanging out the back his mask on and from what I could see from his eyes his face just looked white like he just like really so he felt bad oh he looked like he felt bad he he wasn't like he, he wasn't like shaking it off or anything, but instead of me sitting there and like staring at the kid being like what the what the heck's happening, I basically just had to go into like action mode of like oh my stream just went down, uh the Ethernet ports ripped out of the wall, uh where's the maintenance guy kind of so anyway the guy basically trips on the cord behind me halfway through the second period after everything was going so smooth. Pulls the whole thing out of the wall. It was a little high. It was a high school kid just there to watch his friends <laughs> or do whatever on a Friday night. So that's how it goes, it, man. The I, first every time we have a new contract, the first stream something goes wrong. I know, and the internet is the thing that's supposed to go wrong. That's what we prepare to go wrong. We don't prepare for the whole thing to get pulled out of the wall, and but. You know, it is what it is. It's just kind of how it goes. And I, I ran downstairs. I got the maintenance guy. He came up. The guy was super cool. Shout out to the St. Margaret's Bay staff. I'm, I'm going there later tonight. But they're bring him a charcuterie board. Yeah, bring the charcuterie board. That guy was nice though. He unscrewed the the Ethernet port off the wall for me, and we looked inside. It was all torn up because the guy tripped on the cord so hard. <laughs> he the the employee plugs in the Ethernet cord for me. He's holding it in to see if the internet will start. It finally starts. We like tape my cord into the wall pretty much. And then we go on for the third period. Hey everyone, sorry. Uh, we're back for Bayview High. I mean, luckily they were up five nothing and they were like they were actually playing a really good game, I must say. But so it wasn't a huge deal, but I definitely, in the moment, like, the, my problem is I get really mad. Like, or not, like, mad, but just, like, I beat myself up. I'm like, God damn, me and Justin just wanted a smooth weekend. Like, why did this have to happen? For, like, this could have been taken care of. But then as soon as the game was done and I went home, I was like, all right, this is the thing you can be pissed at for a night. But, like, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you got to put it behind you and just, like, make sure it doesn't happen next week, kind of. So that's how I'm thinking. <laughs> all you can do in this business is learn from your mistakes. Yeah. What, what do we say? It's a tr It's a... It's a trial and error business. Oh yeah. All we've like with the live streaming aspect, you have to people listening and you, <laughs> like the rinks in Nova Scotia do not have good 
internet. No. Well, especially for a big set, not a big setup, but we have like a medium sized setup. If you stream just on your phone, you're golden. You're golden, but you have to understand if you just stream on your phone, that means you don't have a scoreboard. That means you don't have commentary. commentary. You can have commentary, but it would just be not the best. It would be echoey in the back. Yeah. Um, and you know, scoreboard. You can't and have different camera. You can't angles. have different camera angles. So there's like you know, there's like yeah. three things there: commentary, scoreboard, and camera angles that you're kind of taking out of your live stream, which kind of sucks because a lot of teams that we deal with, they do want commentary and they do want a scoreboard. So our setup is yeah. a little bit medium. We have a camera, we have a switcher, we have a laptop, um, and we have to use the the, the Rink's internet. And we hardwire, or sometimes we use Wi-Fi. Really we've hardwired before and it works sometimes well we like we do like the half hardwire where we bring our own d-link connector yeah. and then we like we use that as the wi-fi so it's like it's hardwiring every week but it's like not to your computer it's more just to another device yeah but yeah i don't know that's funny because like i feel like the people of the podcast don't really realize the live streams part of it which takes up a lot of our like time our time our our brain our, our like effort energy. our energy well, that's one thing. Like when we come in here Monday, we we focus on three things: one, who's going to be our podcast guest; two, who's doing all of our live stream, excuse me, live streams throughout the week. Because on a weekend, we'll probably have eight live streams on average. So we have to make sure that everyone. Uh, we have a camera guy for every game. We have commentating for every game. We have the ads ready for every game. We have to make computers sure that everyone's ready. organized. Computers ready. So that's a big thing that we work on Monday. And then uh, number three, I guess it's just the content in between. We have to make sure that we have a, a mic'd up video. We have to make sure if we don't have a mic'd up video, we have a street interview. We have to make sure that the clothing for the sales is doing somewhat well. Do we have a photo shoot? Mm. So there's probably three aspects of the company that we really uh, focus on every Monday morning. And then once we make that plan, um, then we just go attack. We go out and execute. We don't sit around and talk about it. We just go out and actually do it. So that's uh, that's like where the company is right now. Really not a whole lot of... Um, updates but that's it, uh, just trying to keep it simple you know yeah. live like but like i said the live streams is a lot is a big part of what we do now it just it is it's uh something we're improving every week the social media stuff the photo shoots it's all it's all yeah like you said we don't sit around and talk about it though we like schedule it and then do it and then like hope for the best kind of yeah how much time we have right now i just want uh 49 minutes um i just want to give uh, a little bit of an update on our clothing situation so right now the the weather is getting colder um so you do need a high button sports winter hat whether your color is black whether your color is blue uh you need to go to our website right now www.highbuttonsports.ca click on the shop tab shop tab shop tab say that 10 times fast Click on the shop tab um, and pick yourself up a brand new high button sports hat. Beautiful stitching. The red logo pops out. So when you're in a social setting, people are going to be able to see that high button sports logo and you can wear it with pride. And most importantly, it's going to keep you warm. Um, the other day I had to go out and I had to go out and rake some leaves. The girlfriend was yelling at me. Get Justin, go rake. Justin, go the rake the leaves. Here were horrible. Justin, go rake the leaves. I said, all right. So I go outside. It's cold. But what do I chuck on? My trusty high button sports hat covers my ears, keeps me warm. And I was raking those leaves one in good fashion. I looked great doing it. And two, uh, I was warm. So if you have those two combinations, a good look and a, a warm hat, I think you have a combination for a, for, a, for, for a good piece of winter clothing. So one more time, www.highbuttonsports.ca. Click the shop tab, go down, find the hat you want. Make sure to purchase it. We will ship it to you. 
and uh, you'll be looking good this winter. Also, we have High Button Sports flags. All you college frat kids out there or anyone out there that has a a lakefront pop property with a pole, with a flagpole. Oh, that'd be so sick. Or, or just anyone that has a flagpole or anyone that just wants a high-button sports flag. doesn't really matter what you... Has a bedroom. Yeah, anyone that <laughs> anyone that has a bedroom or a wall, uh, pick up a high-button sports flag. Once again, the flags are also at www.highbuttonsports.ca. If you click on the shop tab, you will see the flags down there. They are five feet by three feet. These aren't your small boys, okay? These are your big boys. When you pick up the flag or when we ship it to you, uh, you'll be able to see it for sure. You'll it's big um right now we have one hanging in the studio it is a centerpiece every time someone walks into the studio uh they notice it they talk about it and uh, it's good quality too i really like the flags it's a good little piece to have i wish if i was in college if i had one um it would be great to hang in the living room or something like that that. that'd be right next to the saturdays or for the boys flag you know what i mean oh yeah i never thought that's like their uh that's their their quote thing yeah that's their barstool thing Yeah. yeah Also, we have some bucket hats left, so we have, I think we actually just sold two. Yeah. So we have, hey, we still have a couple left, actually, those those uh, bucket hats. Those are great for fishing. Those are great for golf. Those are great for, uh, you know, you want to make a fashion statement. Pick up a high-button sports bucket hat. Uh, they are going quick. Christmas is going to be here before you know it. A flag would be a great Christmas gift. So would the hats winter hats and so with the the bucket hats so make sure to head on over to highbuttonsports.ca click on the shop tab and pick up yourself some high button sports clothing we got anything else on the tab going today jeff do you want to say anything to the people not much man stream start we're good yeah my mind's on the streams <laughs> all right well uh once again thank you very much for everyone uh tuning in to the high button podcast and also once again congrats to zach congrats to igor we wish you guys nothing but the best and we wish you nothing but success and uh longevity when it comes to your nhl careers we hope you guys stick around there and uh win a stanley cup one day what the hell um once again everyone thank you very much for tuning in and listening if you could head on over to our itunes uh app click on the high button podcast leave us a five-star review a four-star review uh, leave us a comment and if you want to leave a three or two or one star review go ahead but i'm not going to be happy you know that's going to be very upsetting to me if you want me to have a bad day i'll have you know i don't care i'll suck it up but a five star four star review you just give us a five star what do you four star give us a five star review leave a comment let us know how you feel let us know what you want let us know if you want us to answer some questions on twitter let us know if you want us to have a certain guest on let us know if you want anything i'm here to entertain you and uh And that's our job. So once again, this is the High Button Podcast. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. It's Friday. Have fun. Work hard. Jeff, once again, thank you for joining here. Well, it's your job to be here, so no thank you. But it's a good (laughs) job showing up today. He's on time. And uh, we're out. Peace. Peace.